Welcome to Handful. I'm your host, Eleanor. Today, we're tackling a large topic, Native American resources and their extraction. Most people in the U.S. grew up learning about Native American history, either in relation to the 13 colonies, Andrew Jackson and the Trail of Tears, or the formation of Native American reservations. However, there has not been a lot of discussion around current Native American affairs or the challenges that many Native communities are facing today. It's no secret that Native Americans have historically been mistreated by the American government, both politically and economically. Recently, though, Native American resources and lands have been exploited and abused by outside entities, such as the United States government and private energy enterprises. Some of the more well-known examples of this exploitation come in the form of the pipeline controversies in which pipelines were being placed in North and South Dakota that could have been harmful to the Native environment, land, and overall health. A leak from the Dakota Access Pipeline, in particular, could have destroyed the Standing Rock Sioux cultural sites and contaminated their drinking water. A more recent example involves fracking expeditions in the southwest United States near the Pueblo and Navajo reservations. The Mancos Gallup Amendment, recently introduced in Congress, proposes to lease land in the Pueblo and Navajo regions for 3,000 new fracking wells for oil and gas. The fracking in this case would threaten the makeup of the Chaco Canyon, which houses, quote, historic archaeological sites that hold UNESCO World Heritage status and are of spiritual importance to the Navajo and Puebloan people, end quote. Many would agree that this is incredibly disrespectful to the religion of the Native people in this region. Outside of the risk for sacred sites, Fracking in this region could also pose risk to the environment and the Native people themselves through oil fires and explosions, methane gas leaks and releases, and groundwater contamination. So, it's clear that Indigenous resources are being abused, but what can we do about it? In this scenario, there are a few main components that could be used in light of a solution. The first component is sovereignty. Sovereignty refers to the ability of self-governance and self-determination within a community. It's very important for Native sovereignty to be recognized in the United States for a few reasons. First, it would ensure that Native populations will continue to be able to make treaties with the United States government for the protection of their land and environment. Second, it would allow for these tribes to have complete control over their land and resources, and in cases such as the Dakota Access Pipeline, tribes would be able to use their sovereign rights as a way to argue against its construction. While in most cases tribal sovereignty is recognized in the United States, it is often overlooked by the federal government. It's important that we continue to draw attention to these events, lobby, and sign petitions to make sure that Native communities are given this right. Another way that this issue can be combated is through legal action and legislation. For example, the law and previous precedents can be used in court to argue for the environmental rights of these nations. For example, a 1908 court case has continued to prohibit drinking water contamination and proximity to native reservations because the water is needed to, quote, meet the reservation's primary purpose, end quote. Tribes and other entities have the ability to fight in court for their own rights through their sovereignty and legal rights, and this tactic can be used to protect their environment and their health. Another strategy that can be used to combat environmental degradation and resource abuse on or near native land is investment in clean energy. This can constitute investment by the state, private investment, and investment by the tribes themselves. Some tribes, such as the Jemez Pueblo tribe, have started investing in solar farms and solar power plants. This investment is expected to bring in around $25 million over the next 25 years, which will go towards infrastructure and other community services. Investment by the federal and state governments can also increase clean energy and help to encourage private companies to do so, which can help protect the environment and native lands.
All of this makes it clear that while there are systematic problems with the relationship between Native Americans and the U.S. federal government that have resulted in the exploitation of Native lands, we can make a change by working together. If you want to learn more, you can check out the Indian Law Resource Center, the Native American Rights Fund, or the National Congress of American Indians. All of these organizations provide lots of information on current Native affairs. That's the end of today's Handful. Handful is a production of Novel Hand, where activism meets impact. Check back soon for our next episode.